by the challenges everyone. You'll be faced by the challenges everyone face or everyone faces. <laughs> but like the songwriter will say, I've got peace that makes no sense. Let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All things shall pass away, but your word will remain forever. Thank you for the joy your word brings unto our hearts. The insight your word brings unto our hearts. Reveal yourself unto us by your word. Thank you that you have anointed these lips of clay to bring forth your word with all clarity. Help me to communicate it in love and truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, amen. Amen. The right thing is not always right. When uh, Hitler, that is Adolf Hitler, when Adolf Hitler's mom was pregnant with his son, the right thing was to keep the son and give birth to the son. If she had known that 30 years later, this son would go down in history as one of the most wicked persons to ever live on earth, she wouldn't have believed it. Life is beyond here. I want to say that again. Life is beyond here. So if all that you ever live for is what your eyes can see, trust me, you're not living. That does not mean that you are going to neglect working, schooling. As I sit here, I have a degree. I'm, I'm working. I work. In the whole hospital, I'm a public health physician. But you see, there is this eternity in the heart of men. The book of Ecclesiastes says, only him satisfies. You can deny it, you can denounce it, but you know within yourself. You know it. I want to start teaching today, but I want to share a few advices, all right? Please, can we turn on our videos? Can we please kindly turn on our videos? And if I could see your wonderful, beautiful faces, get your notebooks and your pens as well. Right? Yeah. I want to share a few thoughts with us from God's word. Get your notebooks and your pens. Now, I want to start with an advice, okay? The first advice is this. Be careful what you say when it comes to God. Be careful what you say when it comes to God. Now, what do I mean by that? Over a period of time, this week I was talking to a dear woman of God, you know. She's a mom to me. She's a mom to me. And while we were having this conversation, she was telling me, Larry, I've heard this person say something like this what is the truth about it i'm like charlie i don't know and she said that oh the person told her 
or him that God told her. Please, don't go around abusing that word God told you. The Bible said in the book of Matthew chapter number 7, you would make account of every idle word you say. Imagine this, that as you are in your room, you get out of your room and you hear someone saying, oh, I heard Lavina, Lavina told me to say this. Meanwhile, Lavina did not say it. But Lavina, how are you going to feel? You hear someone using your name to tell someone that, oh, I heard Lavina told me this. Lavina, how are you going to feel? Respond. Very irritated. You're going to feel very irritated, right? Because you never said it. But someone is saying you said it. Don't go around throwing that word, God told me. Do you know the depth of that word, God told you? But say, what do I say then? Until, you see, there's something about God. If you feel you have heard God, he's not a wicked God. You can question him. God, is this you? Confirm to me. Example, when Samson was about to be born and Samson, Samson's mom had an encounter with the angel and the mom told the dad, the dad did not believe. The mom went to pray that God should confirm with the dad. That same angel that was sent came to the dad to confirm. Peter will be praying in the book of chapter 10 and God will bring a sheet of animals and God will tell him kill these animals and eat and Peter as religious as he is did not want to kill God came to him three times in that vision to convince him to eat God if it is him he would confirm his word oh yeah if it is him he will confirm his word don't go around throwing that word listen recently you know I heard someone say, early this year, early this year, right? The person told me, said, God told me to do this. Just three, four weeks ago, this person came back to me and told me again that God told him or her to do something contrary to what God told him in the beginning. Then I'm beginning to think, which God spoke to you? Don't go around throwing that word, God spoke to me, God spoke to me, God spoke to me. If you think you've heard a voice, go. The Bible said the spirit of the prophets is subjected to the prophet. Go back again. Go back again. Tell the voice you heard. If you think it's God, tell God to confirm it many ways. He would. If it is him, he would. It's not doubt. God will help you. The second advice, focus on your relationship with God in private. It is very easy to get carried away, exactly or specifically in this generation we are in. Your relationship with God is not a picture to be hung for others to see. You have prayed to our ways. Well done. Why tell us? Why? 
we pray 10 hours, 2 hours, 4 hours. Well done. But why tell us? The truth of the matter is, oftentimes, people that throw around, oh, I just finished praying 10 hours, 12 hours, most of the time, they do not pray. Or, they were praying during other things. Except if it is a corporate thing. Let's say we are doing a prayer chain, right? Oh, say I did three hours. Okay, good. Then we keep on going. But if it is not corporate, don't throw it around. Focus on your relationship with God in private. God who sees in secret will reward you openly. That open reward is not only on earth. I've said this before. It is an eternal reward. So on the last day, you know, at the judgment seat of Christ. You are the one that claimed you prayed 10 hours. It, 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 will, be, it will be made known to us. Don't think you can deceive any man. You are deceiving yourself. Have a solid, structured, personal fellowship moment with God. Don't be deceived by media. I've said this so much. Grow with God. Grow with God. Grow with God that your profiting may appear unto all. Grow with God. Grow with Him. Focus on Him. It is Him and Him alone. Forget everyone. Focus on Him. I believe it is in 1 Corinthians 1 9. Paul said, God is faithful who has called us into the fellowship of His Son. Yeah, first Corinthians 1 9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of the Son Jesus Christ our Lord. Into that fellowship, God loves you, He loves the world. God wants people to come to know Him. God wants to use you to affect people's life. But you see, God's first work is in you, not through you. I want to say it again. God's first work is in you, not through you. Grow with God. Be motivated by what others are doing for God. But stay with Him in secret. Stay with Him. Have a structured prayer life. Have a structured, steady life. Luke chapter 17, um, the Bible says, Luke 18, he said this parable unto them that men always ought to pray and not to lose at all men always ought to pray that they may not faint. Let me tell you this. If you do not have a structured prayer life, you will faint. What does fainting mean? Fainting means you will not stand the test of time. If you are constantly, if you are constantly in your heart having the battle or having the fear that one day you will slip and fall, you are not praying enough. Prayer is God's plan for your sustenance. Prayer is God's plan for your sustenance. Paul said, we are not sufficient of our own. Our sufficiency is of God. You are young. You are, you are way too young. 
Yes, the devil cannot do you anything. But remember this, the devil has been there since Adam and Eve. And if he is still there, he has a certain advantage called experience. You are not the first of your kind. The devil has seen your kind before. Stay with God. What did I say? What did I say? Stay with God. Oh, is there only one person here? What did I say? Stay with God. Stay with God. Be excited about God in your secrets. Let me share a few thoughts with you. In the book of Mark, let's read from the chapter 7 or the 7th chapter. Oh, the 24th verse to the 30th verse. Mark chapter number 7. Verse the number 24 to the verse 30. Esther J, can you read it for us? NKJV. Mark chapter number 7, verse 24 to the verse number 30. Yes. Mark chapter 7, verse 24 to the verse number 30. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Mark. Mark 7, verse 24 to 30. Sorry, sir. My episode. Sorry, sir. What did you say? Mark chapter 7. Can you hear me? Yes, please, sir. Mark chapter 7, verse 24 to the verse number 30. Okay. The book of Mark, chapter number 7, verse 24 to verse 30. Yes, please, sir. It says, From there he rose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered the house and wanted no one to know it. But he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. And she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first. For it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter laying on the bed. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Amen. Now, um, this this scripture bothered me some time ago. It really bothered my heart. And I hope everyone can hear me now. Mark 
chapter 7 from verse 24 to the verse 30. It bothered me a lot. It, it really did bother me for a while. And the reason why it bothered me was quite interesting. Now, imagine this. You need help. You need help, right? And you go to someone who can really help you. You know this person can help you. And you go to the person and you say, Sir, I need help. I know you can help me. Kindly help me. And Jesus responded to the woman and told, and told the woman, Let the children be filled first. For it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it away to the little dogs. <laughs> how, how, how unpleasant that statement sounds. Jesus literally, literally called the woman a dog. But the woman's response brings joy to my heart. In the verse 28, and she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Inasmuch as you have related to me or you've, you've drawn the picture that I am a dog in this instance, yet still, if there is a dog in the house, the dog will be fed. When it comes to our work with God, there is a perspective God wants us to have. There is a certain attitude God wants, wants us to have. There is a certain response God wants us to have. The la last Friday, I was preaching at um, a church and I told them and I said that, you see, when there is an issue, your first response to that issue will determine how long the issue will last or how short the issue would last. This woman's daughter, if you have ever given birth, you would know the compassion of this woman. Her daughter is not feeling well and she has heard that Jesus was in town. The Bible says she ran and fell at Jesus' feet. And now, not only did, he, did she fell at Jesus' feet, she demanded that, Lord, cast out a demon from my daughter. Jesus was known for that. But the heartbreaking response from our Lord would come. Then he would tell him that he would tell her that it is not good to take the children's bread and give to dogs. Ah man, I would be honest, be honest, be honest. Let's just be honest. You know a big man somewhere, you go to that big man, the big man calls you a dog. Will you not be offended? Come on, come on, just respond to me. Will you not be offended? Oh, oh, come on. Will you not be offended? Of course you would be. Of course. But you see, regardless, listen now, regardless the story, you know, regardless the, the truth of the story that history shows us that if you were not a Jew, you were not regarded and you were a Gentile, regardless that historic side of the story, this story paints to us a certain attitude God wants us to have when it comes to him. That in the face of adversity, 
there must be relentless in your heart. Now, in the verse 29, Jesus said, For saying this, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. Now, the, the woman had told Jesus, Yes, I am a dog. I accept that truth. But if there is a dog in the house and the children eat, the dog will eat from the crumbs of the children's food. What does this say? This says a certain response. You see, we can respond to God. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. God is omnipotent, omnipresent. There is that truth of it. But there is a certain truth that in your part to play, God wants you to respond to his word. So, as Moses, you bring the people of Israelites right out of Egypt. You are faced with the deadness of this Red Sea. What is your first response? You see, your response determines everything when it comes to your work with God. And last Friday, I told them, it is by your response we will know whether you are growing or not. Your response to every situation will determine to us, this person is growing in their work with God. Your response. The woman responded to Jesus and told Jesus, it is true, I am a dog. Yes, still, the dog has to be fed. What, what, kind of, what kind of analogy, what kind of thoughts can you have to respond like this? Jesus said in the book of Matthew, this same Matthew, um, no, Matthew chapter number seven, he says, whosoever heareth my word and doeth them, I will liken them unto a man who built, or uh, a man who built his city on a rock. When, when the storms came, it did not tear it down. There is a certain response when it comes to God. Listen, I want to say this, that in the face of every adversity, we respond to the adversity as God will respond to that adversity. So you're probably, let's say there is a sickness in your body. Faith do not, would not deny the fact, but faith would control the response. I want to say it again. Faith will not deny the fact, but faith will control the response. One time, the bishop, David Oedipo, you know, his wife got pregnant. And whilst the wife was pregnant, the wife came to Bishop David Oedipo and told, and told him, Sir, I just saw blood. The man said, It cannot be. Get me my food. You are pregnant, you are seeing blood. You told your husband, your husband tells you it cannot be, get me my food. Some of you might say, ah, that's very insensitive. But you see, that is the way we walk with God. Contrary to what we see, our response will be what he has said. Contrary to what we see, our response will always be what he has said. What did Jesus say when he saw darkness? What did God say? When darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God hovered over the surface, what did God say? Let there be light. Now, there are three ways to respond to God's word, all right? 
There are three ways to respond to God's word. The first way is to respond with certainty and assurance. When it comes to God, God wants you responding to him in certainty and assurance that I know whom I'm believed and I am persuaded. There must be that assurance in you of this God you have come to believe that he is the one who indeed created and made the heavens and the earth out of nothing. So the three Hebrew boys, the king will tell them, if you do not bow to me, I'll throw you into the fairy furnace of this fire. And these three Hebrew boys will say that we will not bow to you. Even if our God do not save us, we do not. Look at such a response. That regardless any circumstance, I do not bow to it. I bow only to this God I believe. That even if he does not save me, I will not bow to you. Even if this sickness is still there, I will not bow to this sickness. Faith is that assurance. It says faith is the assurance of things hoped for. First of all, it begins by saying faith. Is the, the assurance, the assurance, the certainty. There must be that certainty that you know that the lordship of God makes me a shepherd over my life. Whether I live, whether I die, I do not bow. So in this Christian faith, it is not only what we have believed to get out from. Sometimes it is what we have believed to stay in. I have believed so I'm in. So Jesus will be with his disciples. They were crossing over. They are crossing over to Gadara. And there will be waves. And Jesus will be sleeping. And at the response of Jesus, Jesus do you not care, Master? Do you not care that we perish? Jesus will wake up from the ship, stand up, and his response is not, hey guys, today we are in trouble. His response was that, peace be still. Peace be still. Peace be still. Peace be still. That you'll be poor and Silas, you'll be arrested, thrown into prison, but in that prison, your voice is not shut. You are in prison, but the prison is not in you. That your voice would be in praise to your master. God wants us responding to him in assurance and certainty. Faith is the assurance. The assurance. The assurance. He says he, how, how, assurance is best, right? Let me take my time and explain this to you. Assurance is best. Now, when I, I say that, look, I'm going to give you 10,000 pounds. The only way you can be assured you will receive that money is that if I have done it for you before or if I've done it for someone before. So, in the book of Hebrews, the Bible makes us understand. It says, he that comes to God must believe that, number one, he is. So, assurance is best out of God is. I want to say it again. Assurance is birthed out of God is. So Moses will ask the Lord, 
that when I go, what do I tell Pharaoh? He said, go and tell him that I am sent you. And when you meet the people of Israel, like, tell them the God of their fathers, Abraham, Isaac, why would God want to remind them of their fathers? Because it is what he has done for them. It brings assurance, certainty. If he has done it before, he would do it again. Not every circumstance must, must you shiver. Not, not every circumstance must you begin to shake. Let there be this assurance that he is. Someone say he is. I want to hear you say he is. He is. He is. Oh, come, come on. I want, you to, I want to hear you say he is. He is. He is. He is. He is. He is my shepherd. He is my he Lord. Is my he shepherd. is my God. He is my Father. He is my Redeemer. He is my salvation. He is my wisdom. He is my justification. And this brings me to the place of our salvation. Listen, I will not get to heaven because of the good or the bad I did. I'll get to heaven because of He is me. He is my salvation. David, 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 David knew this, but he couldn't put it to work. So all what he can say is, he said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light. He is. So the assurance, assurance is birthed within us from the understanding that he is very well, that he is the one who keeps me. Do you have a keeper? He says, the Bible says, he is the Lord who keepeth thee. He is the Lord who keepeth thee. It is the Lord who keeps me. So in the face, regardless of circumstance, if a gun is pointed to my head, deny Jesus or die, he is. <laughs> and you see, it is, it is not only what you will live for, it is what you will die for. You must learn of this assurance that even if you don't see it, he is. Even if you are not aware of it, he is. The Bible said he is very rewarder. He is very rewarder of them that seek him diligently. He rewards. The next thing, assurance is birthed out of his rewards. So the first one is that assurance is birthed out of he is. The second one is that assurance is birthed out of he rewards. And we see that scripture in Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 6. Regardless what I see, he is. When we are about to have re regeneration, you know, we paid for everything owing no man. Those that contributed their money, it was paid back to them. Owing no man. Why he is, he's our provider. Fifteen thousand pounds was paid without any struggle. He is. Someone say he is. Yes. He is. He is. He is. He is. Now in Hebrews chapter eleven verse ten he says, "But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he he who comes to God must believe that he is." He is. That's the first one. So the second one, he says that 
and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Assurance is bred in our hearts. Number two, by his rewarding. And God is able to make all grace abound towards us. That the next 20,000k is supplied. The next 20,000k for our next regeneration and our camp is supplied. Or 20k is supplied. All win, no man. And listen, it will only get better from here. <laughs> You know, I was debating and, you know, having the communication in my heart. Oh, Lord, there is so much we have to do. There is so much. Very soon, we want to start an on-site fellowship in the UK. How do we go about it? This, this is his response. I am. We want to start an on-site fellowship in Ghana. This was his response. I am. God is faithful. God is so faithful. Beyond what he can do is who he is. Never forget it. The Bible said he called for light out of darkness. His response to darkness was light. He is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. So in the midst of the storm, our response to the storm will be what God responded. Peace be still. Are you all with me, please? Are you all with me? Are you all with me? You will know which kind of man to be with. You will know which kind of lady to be with. Why? He is. I've often said, <laughs> it's okay, let's move on. So the next thing, <laughs> So, we are still in uh, Mark chapter number 7. Now, look at the woman's response again in the verse 28. Mark 7, Mark the 7th chapter, the 28th verse. And she said, she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat from the children's cramp. Who has ever fed the dog before? Or seeing a dog being fed before. What is the first response of the dog when they see food? Who can tell me? If you have fed a dog before, yes, Richard. Yes, please. Thank you so much sir, for the opportunity. Yes, please. So um, if they see you even holding um, a Palatine bag or something like that, they approach you. They, they want to see what's inside. Even if, so the they moment even the food is holding you, and you're about to throw it. They even catch it in the, in the air or something. Yes, please, sir. In the air. So the next response to God is the response of joy. When a dog sees food, the dog is so full of joy. Woo, 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 woo. And the joy will be excited all around you. You see, you can never receive from God or of God without joy. Joy is God's response for drawing. Joy is God's response for receiving. If you do not know how to respond to God in joy, you will never know how to receive from God. So whenever we are praying, you know, 
and people will be sitting there lebe, 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 lebe. no respond in joy with pray with joy when you are praying as you are praying with certainty that's number one and assurance in your heart you pray with joy let me show you a scripture in the book of isaiah let's let's look at the scripture turn to the book of isaiah Isaiah chapter number 12. Isaiah chapter 12. Let's start from verse 2. Verse 3. Isaiah 12, verse 3. Esther, please read it for us. Can Esther hear me? Yes, sister. Isaiah 12, verse 3. It says, Therefore, withdraw you, withdraw water from the wells of salvation. With joy. He says, Therefore, with joy. How do we draw from God? We draw with joy. We draw from God with joy. We draw with joy. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, with joy. With joy, our every responder of God. I heard a man of God, he was not feeling well. He said, The first thing I did was enter my room and I began to dance. He was diagnosed with cancer C A N C E R, cancer. He was diagnosed to die. And guess what? It was the last stage of cancer. The last stage of cancer, the one that they can tell you die next week, <laughs> is that kind of cancer. Is that kind of cancer. <laughs> he says, with joy, you will draw from the well of salvation. You see, in this faith you have come in, in this salvation, as you have been saved, there is a way to draw out of, and that way is the way of joy. With joy, with joy, with joy, you draw from the well of salvation. There are some Christians, when you see them, they always look depressed. Me, those people, you can't come around me. Mm -mm 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 -mm. We are dancing, you are not dancing. We are lifting our hands, you are not. You will, you will not, even if you call me an answer, I promise you with my intercise. With joy. There are some who say, hmm, say this issue, say, don't magnify your issue. Don't magnify it. Magnify God's word. David said, I have set thy word. I've set thy word always before me. You are in need of blessing. Probably you are in need of money. You need $200, $300. Draw. Go to your room and draw that $300 with joy. How do you think we paid for 15,000 K? Go and ask Marissa how much we had in our account. <laughs> we were drained with joy. With joy. We were drawing it with joy, with joy. When we left the camp house in Manchester, you know, the people got back to us and they told us that they didn't like the way we left the house. We had to pay an extra. Many of you did not know, right? You didn't know we paid an extra. Yeah, you didn't know. But it was paid for with joy. Not with money, with joy. How, how shall these things be? It shall be by joy. 
So as Jesus, you see about 5,000, more than 5,000 people who are not eating. And they have been with you for day, uh, for almost all the day. And now you want to send them home. All what you have is five loaves of bread and two fishes. You will sit them down. And with joy, you will give thanks. The attitude of joy is praise and thanksgiving. Yeah. So this year, we will be having our thanksgiving. I want you to come with all fullness. Come with all joy. Come wearing white. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come and with joy, praise the Lord. There's something bothering your mind. There's something bothering. Always there is an issue. Get into your room. Lock your door. Begin to dance. You were rejected. You were denied. Get into your room. Begin to dance. With joy. Will you draw from the uh, wells of salvation? Let the devil take all he can from you. If you still have your joy, you have your big treasure. I want to say it again. Let the devil take all he can from you. If you still have your joy, you have your big treasure. The last time I was talking to a dear man of God and I was telling him, look, man of God, if all the ever brethren or ever members of the closer family, if everyone lives and my joy remains, <laughs> I have something that no one, I have something that is more treasure, treasurable than everyone living. Because it was with joy. I drew you in. I drew you in that joy. But if you leave, and my joy remains, bro, there will be a different set that will rise out of me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With joy. With joy. With joy. So, we respond to God's word with joy. As I'm sharing the word of God like this, someone is probably on their bed scrolling on Instagram. I promise you someone is doing that now. Yeah, yeah. Someone is doing that. They are not full of joy. They're not full of joy. They're not full of joy. But as the word is, as the word of God is coming, you know something is bubbling inside you. Something is bubbling. like there is this thing in you. <laughs> you know, recently, Austin called me, and we were having a conversation, and he was showing, he's about to release a new song. Boy, that song will bless the world. What? And you know they have they have shot the video, so he was showing me the video. And I was at work. I couldn't shout. He could see from my face. This is what he said. He's a man of God. I, I, I can see you want to shout. I'm like, bro, bro, tell me. I want to scream. You see, with joy, with joy, with joy, with joy, with joy. Let me show you a scripture in 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 the fish, um, Philippians. Philippians chapter 1. Let's look at verse 25. Philippians 1. Esther, read it for us. Philippians 1, 25. Yes, it says, 
and being confident of this i know that i shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith for your progress being confident of this this was paul's paul right in in the book of philippians according to historians it was one of his last books before he went to be with the lord but before he went he could determine when he would die by this he said being confident of this i know that i shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith your progress and joy of faith you see there is no man who progresses without joy in this faith we progress by joy we progress by joy one of the best response to sickness is joy sickness thrive in isolation sickness thrive in 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 where there is deadness there are some people you enter their space is just dead man is just dead oh boy me those people I, i don't want to be like when you when you come around me and i notice it i want to vanish not even run i want to vanish he says and being confident of this i know i shall remain and continue with you for all your uh, and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith progress and joy progress and joy this faith is a faith of joy if you are all, if you remain and are always joyful you will see the hand of god all the time in the book of psalms chapter number 16 the verse 11 it says you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore you will see the pleasures of god if you are full of joy you will see the pleasures of god if you are full of joy our response is joy it is out of joy that even if you are jesus you are crucified on the cross in pain you can tell your father forgive them for they do not what they are doing it is always out of joy who for the joy that was set before him the bible says who for the joy that was set before him what did he do he endured the cross joy produces endurance joy produces endurance you are not always going to feel god you are not always going to feel the presence of god but with joy you would endure to the end Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says looking on to Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him <laughs> he endured he endured he endured he endured the cross the spices in the shame and has sat down at the right hand of God of the throne joy produces endurance we respond to God in joy your prayer life will begin to see a decline if you don't pray with joy when you are praying and it feels like a chore it, yeah because you're not praying with that joy
when you come to understand the God whom you stand before, no one will tell you to be joyful. No one will tell you. God is able to make all grace upon it. Wherever you are, lift up your voice and begin to speak in the language of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you are. Thank you.